785 Magazine is proud to present KSEF Digital Radio, Topeka, Kansas. That's the thing you're listening to right now. And we're celebrating everything local and everything Topeka. Learn more at 785live.com. And thanks for tuning in. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special Ballots and Brews here on KCF Digital Radio. Um, a few weeks ago, there was a mayoral and city council candidate forum that was hosted by the amazing Angel Romero, also your host of Ballots and Brews. And it was recorded. It was done via Zoom, and there was a live feed, but we have the audio from that. And so tonight uh, is going to be extra long. It's a two-hour show. The first hour are the pre-prepared questions that were asked. The second hour are the questions that those that were in live attendance of the event asked during that event and the candidates, there are 11 of them, answered. There's also, in True Ballots and Brews form, a candidate form drinking game that you can play tonight while you are listening to the show. You can get the game at Ballots and Brews Facebook and Twitter, also at 785live.com. I will just give you a little quick you know, synopsis, if you will, uh, while you're going to get your beer or your shot. So if you forget what city council district someone is running for, or somebody talks about being born and raised in Topeka, just go ahead and take a shot. I'm going to take a drink every time someone mentions Jado, that they love Topeka or its people, if they agree with their opponent, or if you have to Google what someone is talking about. And if a candidate doesn't answer a question or someone mentions housing, just go ahead and finish that drink. Thanks for tuning in to Ballots and Bruce here on KSEF Digital Radio. Now I'm going to hand it back over to Angel to get this party started. Cheers. Government. We all know it's important to understand, be it state, local, or national, but doesn't the thought of it just make you want to, well, drink? If so, you're in the right place. I'm Angel Romero, your politics and pints aficionado, and this is Ballots and Brews, where we'll talk all things local beer while also diving into what in the world is happening at the local, state, and national government and what you can do about it. It's Schoolhouse Rocks meets The Daily Show meets C-SPAN, so let's get this show started. Well, hey, let's have a candidate forum. My name is Angel Romero. I am the Vice President for Resource Development here at United Way of Greater Topeka. And we are beyond excited to be one of the co-hosts of for tonight's program. And I am also equally excited to be the moderator uh, for tonight's candidate forum. And I know we've got a good group and lots of important uh, topics to discuss. And we'll probably have a little fun along the way, I'm sure, knowing, knowing this group of folks. Uh, as we get started, we want to acknowledge that tonight simply would not be possible um, without the support of our co-host partners that we have taking part in tonight's uh, forum. And so, of course, I mentioned United Way of Greater Topeka is one of those, um, but we want to hear from, take a moment to hear from a couple of our other partners. Uh, one of those that we'll start with, of course, is the YWCA Northeast Kansas. Uh, their CEO, Kathleen Marker, unfortunately wasn't able to hop on a Zoom with us tonight, but she did send in uh, some brief no words that she wanted to share with the group tonight. Uh, Kathleen says that she she regrets, of course, that she cannot join us online for this event, but on behalf of YWCA Northeast Kansas and our advocacy committee, 
Welcome to today's Candidate Forum. As an organization dedicated to gender equity and racial justice, we believe it is crucial for all of our community to have the opportunity to be civically engaged. There's no better way to be engaged than with our informed vote. Uh, so as we get started, with the exception of the very first question, which is going to be directed at all of the candidates, uh, each subsequent question tonight will be directed to a particular candidate. Uh, that candidate will have two minutes to respond to the question and and their opponent, if present uh, tonight, will have one minute for a rebuttal. Um, when not speaking, our opponents have so graciously, of course, agreed to remain uh, on mute uh, during that time. And they all know that I have the coveted power to mute folks if they go over their time. Let's meet the candidates that we have tonight. Uh, again, we have a full house and our candidates for mayor there joining us. So we have Councilman Mike Padilla, who's with us, as well as Mr. Leo Cangiani, who's joining us. From District 1, we have Councilwoman Karen Hiller joining us tonight. Running for District 3, we have Councilwoman Sylvia Ortiz. And we have Dr. Regina Platt. From District 5, we are so excited to have Pastor Marcus Clark joining us tonight. As well as Mr. Brett Kell, right there on the screen next to him. Uh, District 7, we are joined by Councilman Neil Dobler. As well as Mr. Joel Campbell. And finally, from District 9, we have Councilman Mike Lesser and Mr. Gregory Bland Jr. Very good. Well, again, we are so, so excited that you all could join us for tonight. So, you know what? I think we're just going to get right to it. So, as I mentioned, the first question tonight is going to go to all of our candidates. Um, and so, we will start with Councilman Padilla. Um, this first question is quite simply, why did you decide to run for office? Why are you here tonight? Why did you decide to run for office? We'll start with Councilman Padilla. Thank you, Angel. You know, my decision to run for mayor was not a goal that I had set any time in my life before taking counsel. Uh, but throughout my life, I've worked as a strong advocate and activist uh, for a lot of efforts in the city of Topeka, working with a lot of civic organizations. I've enjoyed the opportunity to grow and learn and, and see how people come together and work together. It encouraged me to run for the city council. Uh, having won that election, I have enjoyed everything that we've been able to accomplish as a body. Um, I'm encouraged by the things that I see happening in positive ways for, for the city of Topeka. Uh, it keeps me hopeful, keeps me uh, with a vision towards what we still can accomplish. And so when the opportunity came, when uh, Mayor Delaysla decided not to run, I figured it was an opportunity for me to continue my work with the council. And at the same time, it, by leaving my seat in District 5, give someone else the opportunity to join in with the group and work towards positive impacts for our community. So for me, it was a natural progression. It wasn't something that I sought out initially, but it's something I'm very comfortable with. And I look forward to being able to serve the city as the next man. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, Mr. Gangiani. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel like my life has led up to this point. Um, all my experiences all throughout my life, the people around me who have uh, entrusted in me in their lives and in their livelihood, obviously, have pushed me to this point to, uh, to lead in a different direction. Um, all my experience, like I said, from a first-generation immigrant coming from Argentina, being raised in, in the best circumstances, and I'm here today 
um, doing this the opportunity uh, like I never thought I would have right so th- this is American dream I'm living the American dream um, so I'm so so excited for the opportunity to listen to so many people I've done it throughout my whole career in different facets from the nonprofit sector of with, with the Boy Scouts to the per- public servant sector of teaching and giving back to community with community liaison making those connections with the community and schools um, so different kinds like that and then into the private sector with Chick-fil-A so I'm, I'm totally blessed to have all those experiences from all those nonprofits or public sector to the private sector and also investing as well as a businessman myself um, in different properties so I have all these different views I bring a fresh perspective a different one that I'm not a politician um, I haven't been involved in it so I, I, and every level I've done I have proven myself uh, that I work hard I care about people and I want the best uh, plans and the best things for the city so I'm so excited again for this opportunity to lead it in, di- in a different way and I'm willing to listen uh, I can relate to many people uh, from all spectrums so I can't wait this whole city as you can see the whole map is a beautiful city and we have very much untapped potential still there and I've seen it I've gone around different people uh, around the whole city I know the leaders are there we just need to help them the next step so again I'm, I'm always been that person to connect people so I want to continue to do that as a mayor thank you uh, Councilwoman Hiller. Thank you, Angel. It, it is great to be here. Um, I am just finishing 12 years, and I would say if people look back, we have accomplished so much and gotten this city moving. People's heads are up. We have downtown. We have NOTO. We have wheat fields. We have businesses coming. We have all sorts of people working hard at figuring out how to attract and keep the, the businesses, the management, the workers. And, and it seems that the city is really pulling together on those things. Within that, though, there are even that has taken time. And there are lots of things, whether we like it or not, that take time to get done in a city. Um, and I'm a worker. I enjoy it. As I tell people who say, you still like that? Not my answer is usually. <laughs> it's hard work, and sometimes there are some tough times. But particularly right now, I am deeply involved in, in working with retooling how the city works with neighborhoods. Um, I'm chairing the Public Health and Safety Committee, and oh, false alarm (laughs) okay thought it was all right (laughs) um sorry Uh, anyway i'm chairing public health and safety and we're going uh through a series of seven public input sessions that i've been facilitating um to get full public input on changing the culture in topeka that committee has also been working on broadband issues and moving them forward um, I serve on the Police and Community Committee, which is dealing with those tough issues that are, have arisen over the last um, year or so. And I'm, I'm the budget um, hawk, and we continue to work on improving the reporting and the actual budgeting that we do. Um, District 1 is in the center of almost everything, so it is a big job, and I'm happy to continue serving. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Ortiz. Good evening. First, I want to start off by saying to Angel and all the sponsors, thank you for having this forum and for the invite. Um, I appreciate it. Um, 
the reason I decided to run for office was because my constituents encouraged me uh, to run again. There's still work to be done. And I understand and I know my district because I have lived in my district my entire life. I was born and raised in Topeka, and I love my district. And my district is cut up so crazy. It's not just the east side. I have a little bit of Oakland. I have a little bit of Central. I have a little bit in the south. People see me at Washburn. They see me all over. Um and so I want to continue to work with the NIAs who are the backbones of the city um, to help them get things done. Karen is right. We've worked hard on, on the core and getting businesses and um, to come in. And, and now that needs to spill over in our neighborhoods. Um, I am the chair of the police and community <clears throat> committee. And... Our committee is dedicated to bridging the gap between the police and the citizens to make sure that we understand each other. And I can't see Vicki, so put your hand up if I'm talking too long. Um, but anyway, um, we're, we are dedicated and committed to um, bridging the gap between the citizens of Topeka. And, and we have a little quote that says, looking through the lens. So we're trying to get our officers to look through the lens of our people, as well as the people to look through the lens of our officers. So um, there's still work to be done. It's never going to be finished. Um, and um, I'm, I'm very dedicated and I'm a hard worker and I'm going to continue to to, to, to do that, and my constituents of that. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Platt. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for allowing me to share this space with you on today. Um, one of the reasons that, chose, that I chose to run is that I grew up here as a child, went to Highland Park North, um, Eisenhower Middle School, Topeka High, Highland Park. Um, and one of the things leaving and coming back here, I did not see is sustainable growth, um, sustainable change, sustainable um, impact on our businesses, on our individual. Recording in progress. And it came to the point where either you continue to sit back and complain about it or you take the step to assist um, others in being ignited to gain the understanding. Um, when I say gain the understanding, that means the resources have to be available for people to understand what it is to be a part of city council, what it is to be a part of this great city. There is treasures sitting right here in our city, right here in the community, and we have done a lot of work. That's not um, going to be void on the, in the conversation. We've done a lot of work, uh, but we need to step forward. We need to bring our young people forward, our health forward, our infrastructure forward, our business forward, our educational programs forward, and we need to do it in a way where we're unified, where everyone's voices are heard and counting in the city. Thank you. Thank you. Move on to Pastor Clark. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you to everyone responsible for this invitation. We are humbled and honored. Uh, the opportunity to be on city council is simply an extension of the work we've already been doing. Uh, 
uh, the work we do, my wife and I raising children in Topeka, it's home. We've been here going on 10 years now. And so this is just another opportunity for us to serve the community uh, in a different capacity. We've been serving. Um, hopefully a lot of the work speaks for itself, but this is just an extension of that service. And I'm also humbled and honored that I didn't really go seeking the opportunity to be on city council. Uh, I was asked um, by some, some, some key persons who, who, who are in this line of work, who, who interface with council on a regular basis, and they, they've seen the work we do, they know our hearts, and they thought, Clark, you might be a good fit, uh, so you should give it a shot. So we, 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 I talked to my wife, and she gave me permission, and that's how we're here. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Mr. Kell. All right. Good evening. Um, main reason, I, I want to make you think of better. Um, I want to bring us back from the last uh, 18 months of hardship that we've had a, as a nation, but just focus out in Topeka. Uh, as a family that's come from hardship, I know what it's like to climb that ladder and, and keep on climbing, and that's why I keep on doing is, is trying to climb that ladder and make everything better for myself, my family, and, and those around me, uh, trying to make Topeka better also. Uh, my main focus is jobs right now. I want to get people working. I want to get employers back to full capacity. Uh, work on crime, get more officers on the street. It's a proven fact when uh, there's uh, police visibility, there is uh, less crime. But also uh, we need to work with between law enforcement and also the community. We need to bridge that gap. Uh, we have some great officers uh, that could lead some training on interaction between uh, the community and, and the officers themselves. Um, I've been involved in community action. Uh, first, you Shawnee County, the Shawnee County Fair Board, uh, currently a precinct person, a ward captain. I've lived in the same house for uh, 15 years uh, and uh, just love to be here and have no plans on any time soon moving. And so uh, selfishly, I, I, I want to make Topeka better because I want my daughters to stay here. I want my, so when they have grand, uh, when they have kids, I can be around my grandchildren. Um, also, I've been working uh, with uh, with people to help Topeka. Uh, I'm involved with the Topeka Tropics indoor football team. Uh, and prior to that, with the uh, Topeka Golden Giants collegiate uh, uh, baseball team. And just trying to get entertainment factors out there for uh, for Topekans. And, and just like with the football team, getting the Expo Center a full-time candidate. Uh, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Move on to District 7, Mr. Campbell. Hi, can you hear me? We can. Good. All right. Uh, thanks for having me here. So the reason that I uh, decided to run for city council is so the last summer we all know was really, really hard on us as an entire nation. Um, I was really upset with how it went. Uh, people fighting all over the streets. You had racial and class and ideological division and you know got really disgusting so i kind of thought to myself what you know what can i do at a local level to, to stop all this to stop this violence to kind of you know bring our community together at least in topeka what little change can i make um as as just a regular everyday person from topeka um, i was looking into it you know topeka has some of the highest crime rates uh in the entire country uh per capita some of the worst roads when you adjust for city size um, it's one of the most taxed cities in the entire country, and we have a declining population. So how do we fix all these things? Well, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and he said, well, why have you ever thought about running for city council? And I said, no, that's something I've never even thought about, uh, you know, possibility. And he said, well, 
to make some of those changes, you know, Topeka is, is suffering right now with the last few years. Why don't you try to go, um, you know, put your hat into the ring and see what you can do to make Topeka a better place? Because you don't want to leave. You know, you want to stay here and raise a family. I said, yeah, of course I do. I've uh, been here for 11 years. So um, I decided to look into it, and lo and behold, my district was up uh, for um, election. Uh, in 2021, so I decided to go ahead and run. And, you know, I'm, I'm every man who works for a living. You know, I'm not rich by any means. I have to work overtime to make ends meet. I'm not a CEO of a company. It's kind of your everyday Topekan who, who hopes to uh, to make positive change uh, in the city that I measure from. Thank you. We'll go on to Councilman Nobler. Thanks, Angel. Uh, appreciate you and Carol and Vicky uh, doing this tonight. Uh, thankful for the opportunity to be here. You know, I was honored to be appointed a couple of years ago to fulfill the term of Aaron Mays in District 7. I came into that uh, position really with three goals in mind, uh, and they're pretty simple. Better streets, a safer city, and growth. Better streets are happening. I think we've we've seen a lot of improvement in the last uh, probably the last year. I know as I drive uh, kind of from north to south on the west side, I've seen uh, a lot of overlay going on. We just uh, improved Urish Road north of 29. So better streets are happening. I'd like to see that continue. Safer city. you know, growth is only possible if you have a safe city. We have a great police department. Uh, we have a great fire department. We need to continue to support uh, public safety. A third uh, third goal is to grow our city. Um, out of the top 10 cities in Kansas in the last 10 years, two lost population, Salina and uh, Topeka slipped from the fourth largest city in Kansas to the fifth. We have got to figure out how to grow this city. We need to spread the uh, tax base out. We still have to take care of the same infrastructure, regardless of the population. And we need to uh, increase that population and spread uh, spread the cost of keeping our city moving among more people. So I'd, I'd like uh, four more years to make that happen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right, moving on to District 9, Councilman Lesser. Thank you, Angel. And uh, thanks to, to, uh, to Vicki and, and, and everyone else that uh, has uh, helped to, to make this happen tonight. Um, I believe the question was, why do you want to run for city council? And, and um, the reason the reason that I want to run has not changed. Um, the reason is I want to uh, make Topeka a better place for uh, families, uh, for um, people to uh, move to, for businesses. Um, and as a lifelong Topekan, um, uh, I, I feel an obligation um, to give back to the community that has been so good to me uh, and my family. And, and uh, it's a great place to, to raise kids. Um, so th- those reasons haven't changed of, of why I want to. As far as um, why do I want to get reelected, um, uh, unfortunately, there's several things that I did want to accomplish uh, during the four years that 
um, COVID uh, stepped in and, and made things a little bit difficult for all of us. Um, um, I still believe that economic development, um, affordable housing, and, 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 and crime are, are three issues that um, are the top top issues that, that I want to continue to have an opportunity to to, to, to try to work with uh, fellow council members um, and local leaders um, uh, to uh, make Topeka a better place to live. Um, that being said, I, I think in my first four years, um, uh, I've been responsive to my constituents, um, uh, night, weekends, whenever. Um, and uh, I think I've uh, played a, a, a vital role in, in helping businesses to move to Topeka uh, as well as assisting businesses that are in Topeka. Um, lastly, um, uh, not to offend uh, Pastor Clark, I hope, but uh, I am underdressed, but I did, uh, I am wearing uh, a Mission Church uh, t shirt. Um, anyone who knows about District 9 knows the huge redevelopment of Gage Center that, that Cody uh, Foster under, did, undertook and Pastor Artie Cogwell has just lead in a new church we established there. So thank you. Um, give it a try and um, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So, uh, all right. And lastly, Mr. Bland. God bless you all and uh, thank you again for the invitation and uh, having me on this forum tonight. Uh, what is the reason that I want to run for city council? Um, I believe that I was chosen for this time moment and a lot of people would say, well, what are you being chosen? Uh, the Bible states in Matthew 22 and 14 that many are called and few are chosen. And I believe that in this present time that uh, I'm chosen to lead my generation, uh, the young people uh Topeka today, a lot of them are up and moving. A lot of them are not proud to be from Topeka. Uh, but I believe that it's a sad dog that doesn't wag its own tail. I believe that if you're not proud of where you're from, uh, then something is wrong. I don't just want to be, you know, I don't want to just be one of those people that talk about change. I want to be the change that you talk about. Uh, and in doing that, what better way to step forward and show uh, that I have a voice, not only for myself, but for the people of District 9, and not just District 9, but for the people of Topeka as a whole. Um, I see so much division, and my goal is to bring togetherness to the city of Topeka by stepping up and running for city council. Thank you so much for this time. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, it's good to, good to hear lots of Topeka love amongst a lot of our candidates tonight. So, so lots of good things going on. Um, for sure, lots of challenges I know that we'll talk about tonight as well. Um, so now we are getting into the portion of the program where we will direct uh, particular questions to uh, to different candidates. And so again, remember, candidates will have two minutes to respond with a one-minute uh, rebuttal from their opponent if their opponent is on. And so this first question, uh, Councilman Padilla, will go to yourself. Uh, what is is the most important issue facing Topeka, and how would you address it if elected? Oh, Councilman, I think you're muted. It's difficult to select the most because each person sees our problems from their own perspective, so they take a, a upper or lower case depending on what their interests are. But I think uh, Councilman Dover spoke to one thing that's extremely important, and that's population growth or retention in the city of Topeka. I think it's extremely important that we have 
focus plans not to just attract people to the beacon, but to reach out, engage with the people who are here. We have to take care of our citizens who are here. Once we have chosen to come and chosen to live in Topeka, we have to do a much better job of serving them as public servants and as a government agency so that when they have interaction with the government, they're able to be advocates for the city of Topeka. Those are the people that they listen to. When others are coming here to visit Topeka, they don't bump into the mayor or the councilman. They bump into the guy working in a grocery shop or in a retail store or somewhere, and they ask them about the pizza or a restaurant. And, and people are usually give, are free to give their opinions. So we have to work really hard at making our citizens proud of the pizza. And that is an intentional effort. It has to include everybody. And so I think that population growth is extremely important. Without it, our tax base will not grow. We will not be able to provide the services that we're obliged to and need to to our citizens. Thank you. Thank you. And then for a one minute response, Mr. Kenjani. Awesome. Thank you. So, yes, well, part of that is correct. For sure, we need to do that. But also we need to do is the talked about it. I think uh, Pastor Bland had talked about the perception, which is very, very, very important, and a few of you as well talked about it. The perception is threefold. One is internally. Some mental block that we're not proud of our own city. It's kind of like recommending a movie, a good movie, right? That you would recommend a good movie to a friend. Same thing with the city. If you're proud of your city, it's a great city to be at. It's happening. We have things for our kids. We have things for um, sporting events. We have different avenues for everyone. Right. But we need to make it attractive for everyone. So the, the perception is internally. We need to change that perception. Be proud of where we're at. Topeka is awesome and it has great people as yourselves. We need to continue that on and spread that passion onto others. And that just happens. And that'll that'll create population growth. People will be coming from other cities and other towns. I have friends and family that will be coming as well because Topeka is being better and greater. So and then externally, people from outside look at us bad as well. And the capital, we need to use the resource as a capital as well to bridge those gaps statewide as well for Topeka. Thank you, Mr. Gangiani. All right. This next section of questions um, will turn to questions related to economic development. Um, and so this first question uh, will go to you, Councilwoman Hiller. Over the last several years, our community has taken on several new economic development projects from downtown redevelopment to growth of our industrial footprint in South Topeka to recruitment of the plug and play business accelerator, just to name a few. What is your opinion on the progress of Topeka's past and current economic development activities? And how would you work to ensure economic development incentives are distributed equitably and efficiently throughout our community? Um, I think that uh, Topeka is I, I, Topeka is new to this business in many ways, and so uh, the people have worked hard to put money on the table, and the voters have supported the five million a year that goes into economic development. Um, in the last years, as, as I've served, what I've seen is that many of us have spent time, uh, staff and elected officials, making sure that we made some mistakes in the past, as many cities do when they're starting out. We try to learn from those mistakes. Um, for instance, clawbacks if companies did not achieve the employment numbers or goals they 
promise. Things like that have been emerging in what we do. Um, we're working at, um, I'm losing my <laughs> train of thought here. We, I have really pushed for the last two years at both the JDO level and the city level that we need a redevelopment professional. It's one thing to bring in the big box businesses, but we really need to support our smaller, our, our everybody from our entrepreneurs to our mid-sized businesses. And correspondingly, um, once you get things started, which we have in our neighborhoods and in our downtown and NOCO and Fields in Southwest, you've got to be able to continue that. And you need to have people who are knowledgeable. And there are people elsewhere in the country who are really knowledgeable about how to set up anything from a small strip like on West Southwest 6th Street or Southeast 29th or continuing in downtown. Who do you look for? How do you get them there? How do you build that back so you have the whole, both founding your neighborhoods and for the core and, and destination and access points for your city? So that is a growth area for us that I'm really pushing for, but we're on a good track. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. This next question will go to uh, Councilwoman Ortiz. Uh, there has been a lot of discussion recently about the use of tax increment financing or TIF districts and community improvement districts or CIDs in the city of Topeka. Uh, created by the city council, these districts assist developers in offsetting the cost of their development, either through the increase in property and sales tax generated by the project or by allowing the levying of a special sales tax on property within the district. Do you feel that there's any reform that's needed to the criteria that the city council uses when deciding to create these districts? That's a loaded question. And um, yes, I do feel like there, there needs to be some reform. And I'll tell you why. Um, if you go to 15th and Adams, Mr. Brown was a developer there. And I walked with him um, through that tax increment. And at that particular time, he had to put up all his money and he had to get... Um, a letter from the bank stating that he was worth and good for that money. Um, they put in a new gas station. They leveled it all off. They put in a liquor store. They also put in um, a restaurant, which was a very good restaurant. And then he also brought um, across the street, he bought some property that he was going to put in a store there. Well, his son um, got killed, so that didn't happen, and then it just kind of it kind of paused. But I know in other areas of the city that those developers didn't have to come through with that type of payment and that type of, you know, the letter that has been, you know, that they were good for that money. And I think it just needs to be even across the board, not not just in some areas you have to do this and some areas you don't. So um, when we get that right, I think I think it'll be it'll it'll happen better. Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see, Dr. Platt, you have one minute for a response. And when we do look at um, establishing and allowing businesses to come in and assisting in any format, one of the things equity is, is going to be important. If we want to bring businesses in and help to sustain the businesses that we bring in and help them establish themselves, we're going to have to have equity just shine through, right? And with saying that, that means that 
we're going to have to provide everybody the same opportunity and meet them where they are. We know District 3 does not have the businesses we would like for them to have. We know that we have everything we need in this city to thrive right now. But we've got to give them the chance. We've got to stand up and say we believe in them. Topeka is named by the, uh, the Kansas and Osage Indians the place to dig potatoes. Why? Because there's greatness in us. And if you come in here and you pull the greatness out, we can transform it and impact the city. Thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see, Pastor Clark, this next question will go to you. The City of Topeka's Capital Improvement Plan Budget, or CIP, lays out a 10-year plan for capital projects that includes everything from citywide infrastructure, equipment, street and traffic maintenance, to quality of life, neighborhoods, utilities, and public safety investment. Do you feel that the city's current capital improvement plan budget adequately reflects the priorities of our city? Again, I think that's a loaded question, Angel. Um, the the council, the, the ones who those who've been serving the council already are doing a fantastic job in the sense that it's a it's a thankless job. What I mean by that is there's a tremendous sacrifice that goes with the decision making process. So when you're talking about a 10 year plan and all of us have suffered things like COVID, there's a lot of unexpected things that go into trying to lay out a 10 year plan. Could could the cost what we've discovered even with demolition or construction, the price of materials keeps rising because of circumstances that are beyond our control. So can we use more money in the budget? Absolutely. But those are unpredictable dynamics, right? So we know that when you're talking about a 10-year window, whatever we initiate, it's probably not going to be enough in the end. So those are the types of things that we come to the table, we put the best minds together, and we figure it out together. Thank you very much. Mr. Cal. Uh, Marcus is very, very right on what he just said there. It, it's very hard uh, to plan out uh, for 10 years for anything in life, uh, not just let alone a city's infrastructure. Um, when I ran four years ago, I sat down with some of the uh, uh, department heads for the city, and you know, we kind of talked about plans and what, what their goals were. And that's kind of, I almost look at more of a goal than a plan because um, you just hope that things are going to be the way they, they need to be by then. Uh, we definitely, I think, need to kick up some of the projects. Uh, uh, the speed of what some of the projects are, are being taken care of uh, are just taking way, way too long, and and you're almost creating more damage than good when you split a road, uh, four lane road in half, and you fix it, fix half of it, and while you're working on the other half, you're just putting all that extra traffic on the other side. So I think some of the speeding up some of the projects um, and getting getting things done a little quicker can help with that. But again, the uh, Ten-year plan is always is always going to be hard to to uh, have and, and try to stay directly on. Thank you very much. All right, this next question uh, will go to you, Mr. Campbell. Uh, the Joint Economic Development Organization, JADO, was created in 2001 to help administer the countywide half-set sales tax dollars that are meant to be used for economic development. Do you feel that JADO provides enough transparency when it comes to the use of those dollars? And if not, how would you propose to address that issue? No, I don't think it does provide no transparency. I think it is a, a, a good project, but I feel like there's a lot of money missing out of that project. Um, doing some digging, you know, the, it can use um, taxpayer funds to go ahead and 
use that for um, asking for more money during like the next election year, which I think is, is wrong. Um, it, it does a lot of good things, but I think that we need to open up the books a little bit more and be a little bit more um, open about what we're using those funds for. I think that's what I have a problem with. Um, I can't remember what exactly I read, but in an article not too long ago, how we were missing like some upwards of upwards of like five million dollars was unaccounted for in that fund. Um, so we need to find a way to where we can account for every dollar that's being used there and with all these people to know where this money's going because it is, it has good intentions, right? But with, um, when you follow the money, you can follow some problems. And so I'm hoping that we can maybe just be a little bit more transparent about how we're using this money and um, you know get some feedback from the people on if it's being used correctly or not. Thank you very much. And for one minute response, Councilman Dobler. Thanks, Angel. Uh, you know, I think the books on Jado are completely open, so anybody can go through the records and see where the money is has been spent. I do like the fact that you know Jado spent the first ten plus years trying to uh, attract. Uh, industry, big box kind of uh, industry, did a really good job. Uh, Mars, Walmart, Target, all the things out south. Um, I'm pleased to see the direction change towards more small businesses, uh, rebuilding businesses, rebuilding the uh, businesses in the parts of downtown that, uh, that we need to see uh, redeveloped. And I think that that makes a lot of sense over just bringing more uh, big box kind of industry into the city. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This next question uh, will go to you, Mr. Bland. Um, outside of there, when we're still speaking about Jado, outside of the support of, of companies or corporations, how can Jado provide support services to workers to cover things such as transportation costs, living wages, affordable health insurance, paid sick and family leave, child care support, those types of things? How can Jado facilitate that? And how would you propose um, influencing that process as a council member? Well, I know at one point there was a uh, speaker job had initiated, uh, but I believe it was in partnership with Jada, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was a pilot program with the transportation uh, running out towards some of the bigger factories, out towards Goodyear. And these programs were to get people to and from work. Of course, we have these bigger factories such as Mars and uh, these plants, but people aren't able to get to work at certain points in time. I believe being able to extend, you know, partner with the bus companies, being able to extend these programs to make sure that people are able to get to um, jobs, making sure that, you know, uh, maybe our bus companies run running a little longer. When we're talking about healthcare, we're talking about things like that. Uh, just being able to educate the people being able to make it affordable for one, um, and then just being able to bring bring them together in doing it um, is going to be a big, big factor on that. Thank you very much. Councilman Lesser, your one-minute response. Thank you. Um, I've, I've been, always have been, and, and, and continue to be a, a supporter of NOTO and SOTO. Those are the programs that, uh, that Mr. Blanche referring to. 
Um, it, it's it's fantastic that we have established um, um, through through JADO an economic development. Uh, what Councilman Dilder uh, uh, referenced in, in Mars Bimbo soon to come to Walmart Distribution Center. Um, however, all those all those all those industries are located on the south side of town. Uh, off a of bus route. Um, I support um, uh, allowing um, uh, funds to be used for, for those programs. The other key is we have to get some affordable housing out there. Um, one of the things I push for part of the redevelopment, whoever the uh, developer is once White Lakes is finally not White Lakes anymore, is some affordable housing and some affordable housing that is out there that uh, allows those workers with those wages um, to be able to live um, and work in, in a close proximity uh, of that industry. Thank you very much. All right. And then for our final question in the economic development section, uh, we this question will go to you, Mr. Gianni. Uh, it is often said that budgets reflect priorities. Uh, do you feel that the current city of Topeka budget adequately reflects the priorities of our committee? And if not, what changes our committee community? Excuse me. If not, what changes would you suggest making? Thank you. So far, I think that the budget is pretty well done. I mean, we've been pretty good with no raising the mill levy and such like that for nine years. That's pretty good to do. Um, so they've been doing an adequate job. We can do even better, um, especially now. We have some little jar of funds, I call it, the extra American Rescue Plan funds. So now we need to push. I think for years we've neglected roads, so now we need to push more money into the roads. We're at, uh, in 2017, we're down to a 55 PCI, which is a pavement condition index. We're down to, which is unacceptable. And we, I, I plan to go hard, and I plan, my goal is 75 score in five. So 75 and five, we gotta continue to push that. Make the roads where when people drive on them, People visit our cities. They're proud. We are proud of our own city. We're taking care of our own city. At a, we gotta push it. We gotta push it. Like in teaching, if, if you're behind in the reading score, what do you need to do? You need to push even more reading. You need to do more reading because you lacked in your time. So pretty much, it's the same factor for me. You need to put more money into the roads, which is a big priority. Also, uh, we need to attract uh, jobs. So my jar, I like acronyms in my in my, uh, my teaching days, and it, keeps, it helps me keep focused. So jobs, obviously we need to keep jobs going. We need to help small businesses continue to grow. Our areas, such as the White Lakes area, is gonna be a beautiful place to kind of do something with, um, as well development-wise. So we need to push all that money into different facets, and what's really gonna push us over the edge. And of course, so I said jobs, affordable housing, and the roads are really, really important to push that money to the next level. Uh, so we continue on on the right track and then we feel proud of our city and all the actually the housing stock as well when you push it up is really low overall around the whole city so we need to keep accountability for that and helping those uh facets as well with the with the trust fund as well so yeah thank you very much all right and then for a one minute response i'll let vicky get reset there <laughs> Vicky's been working hard tonight already. All righty. Uh, Councilman Padilla. Thank you, Angel. Uh, I think the question was about the budget, whether or not it reflects the priorities of the community. Correct. I think it does and 
with the resources that we currently have. I do feel that the city has come a long way in developing this budget. I don't remember when I first came on the council. It's a a lot of different place while you're putting dollars to work. I think it's important to try and get just an input. And there, I think we have definitely to go to so we still continue as a government.